I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. So they're definitely staying. They've got nowhere else to go. And what makes it worse is that for all his moaning, he's actually the luckiest son of a bitch that ever walked the earth. Poor background, mediocre mind. He somehow manages to get a university degree and become a goddamn professor, marries the daughter of a senator, for Christ's sake, poor man, let's all rush to his aid, and to top it off, he's a complete fraud. 25 years he spent lecturing and writing and reading about art, of which he understands absolutely nothing. For 25 years, he's vomited up the chewed-over ideas of other better minds on and on about realism and naturalism and blah, blah, blahism. 25 years he spent spewing out pretentious nonsense, and all he's really accomplished is to keep someone better out of a job. But you watch him. Watch him. He acts like uh, the second coming. Mm. Jealous? Yes. Of course. Of course I'm jealous. Look at his luck with women. Don Juan never had it so good. This is Play Me, your digital theater. We transform the hottest contemporary plays into bingeable audio dramas. I'm Laura Mullen. And I'm Chris Tolley. Welcome to Play Me the podcast that transforms theater scripts by award-winning writers into bingeable audio fiction. You just heard a clip from today's feature, an adaptation of the masterpiece Uncle Vanya, adapted by the multi-talented Lisa Rappo-Martel. Hi, I'm Chris Tolley, and I'm here with my co-host, Laura Mullen. Hey, Chris, it feels so good to be back here in the CBC studio where we record most of our plays, ready to launch a whole new season of shows. And of course, we always love the shows that we present on the podcast, but I have to say, I think we have a really exceptional lineup this season of big, bold shows, including the smash hit turned TV series, De Kink in My Hair by Trey Anthony, the real life love story, First Matey Man of Odessa by Matthew McKenzie and Maria Homotova, the powerful drama Prodigal by Paolo Santalucia. And the very revealing solo show, Guilt, A Love Story, by Diane Flax. So we just played a little taste of today's feature show, arguably one of the world's most famous plays. And it gives you a small taste of the majestic performances in this production. The show originally premiered at Crow's Theatre in 2022 and was one of the hottest tickets in town. In the waning days of Tsarist Russia... Vanya and his niece Sonia worked tirelessly to run their family estate. After retiring, Sonia's father, a celebrated professor, returns to the estate with his young, glamorous wife, unleashing passions, jealousy, and friction. 
So if you love Chekhov, or even if you're brand new to his writing, you are in for a fabulous interpretation and performance of one of his greatest works. The play, first performed in Russia in 1899, highlights the quiet desperation of people stuck in their lives who are suffering from lost dreams, unreciprocated love, and boredom. This play is funny, sexy, and poignant, and it feels surprisingly relevant for a play that was written 125 years ago. This is part one of Uncle Vanya by Anton Chekhov. Adapted by Lisa Repo-Martel. Something at least. Nah, not hungry. Thanks. <laughs> Vodka? No, no. I don't drink every day. It's too hot, anyway. How long have we known each other, Nana? How long? Oh, good lord, let's see. Um, Sonia's mother was still alive. I remember. And you came for, what was it, two winters before she passed? So that's... Twelve years? Maybe more. Do you think I've changed much? Yes, you used to be young and handsome. Thanks. It's true, you've aged and the vodka's not helping. (laughs) What a handsome devil you were then. Yes. Twelve years and I'm unrecognizable. A different person. Well... And why? I work myself to death, that's why. Morning till night without a moment's rest and when I do get a second to lie down, I can't sleep. I just lie there, staring at the ceiling, terrified I'll be dragged out of bed to visit another patient. All these years we've known each other, Marina. I haven't had a single day off, not one. No wonder I've aged. Life here is coarse and stupid, pointless. Ah, the country, where good intentions go to die. And our friends around here, woof. Nothing but cranks in every direction. And it's rubbed off on me, you know. I'm no better than the rest of them now. I mean, look at me. Look at this moustache. I like it. I've become a freak. I don't know. I mean, my mind still works. I'm not a complete moron just yet. I just don't feel much anymore. I don't want anything. I don't need anything. I don't love anyone. Except you, of course. I had a nurse like you when I was a little boy. Can't I get you something to eat? Nah. I just don't know what it's all for anymore, you know? A few weeks before Easter, when I was in Malaskoe, you remember? The typhus outbreak? Terrible. People crammed together on the floors of their tiny huts, writhing in agony, filth, stench, smoke, animals dying alongside the sick, I was on the go all day, barely sat down, nothing to eat or drink, and I finally get back home, and before I can take off my boots, bang, 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 I get called in for an emergency surgery. Some man, boy, practically, working for the railway, got his foot sliced half off, and he's lying there on the operating table, and as I put him under the anesthetic, 
he goes and dies on me. Right there. <laughs> Just when I thought I'd lost them forever, my emotions came back with a vengeance. The guilt, my God, as if I'd done it on purpose, as if I'd, I'd murdered him. I sat down and I closed my eyes like this. And I thought, the people two, three hundred years from now, the people we're paving the way for, will they be grateful? I doubt it. Will they even remember? Ha! Huh. The people won't remember, but God will. Yes. Well said, Nana. Well said. <coughs> good nap. Yes, too good. It's like I've been drugged. Must be nice. Ever since the professor and his wife arrived, things have completely fallen off the rails. I sleep when I shouldn't sleep, eat what I shouldn't eat, I drink wine. It's terrible. Terrible? Before they came, we were always busy, Sonia and me, working, working, working. Now she's doing everything while I sleep and eat and drink. It is not, nor it cannot come to good, Nana. Yes, it's not right. The professor won't get up till noon, but we have to keep the samovar going all morning just in case. We used to have our dinner at 12.31 like normal people. Like civilized human beings. But now it's nearly seven before we eat. He's up half the night reading and writing, and then he rings the bell at two in the morning. This is every night, mind you. What now? He wants his tea? Wake up, everyone. Put on the samovar. Oh, chaos. Will they be staying much longer? A hundred years. They've decided to live here. Like now. They've gone off for a walk, and the tea's been sitting there for two hours. He was forced into retirement, but he won't admit it. So... They're coming. Never mind. It's early 9th century. In antiquity. Yes. This yes. river would have been part of the Amber Road trade route. Oh, Splendid. Yes. Splendid. Yeah, marvelous view. <laughs> yes, yes, Professor, the views. <laughs> we'll go to the forest tomorrow, Papa. Would you like that? All right, ladies and gentlemen, tea is served. My friends, I'm afraid I have a little more work to get done today. I'm feeling... Refreshed and inspired after our walk. Oh. I'll take tea in my study, thank you. But we've been waiting for the guest of honor. Papa, look who's here. Refuse the call of the muse at once peril. The doctor's been waiting to see you. Jackass. <laughs> yes. It's like a sauna today, but the great man needs his coat, his hat, and a scarf. Well, he's not taking any chances. Oh. A bolt of inspiration, apparently. He's taking tea in his study. All right, I'll just... Isn't she incredible? Ravishing. Don't you think? I hadn't noticed. Oh, you hadn't... Oh, you, oh no? I told you. I'm dead inside. 
<laughs> you know, it seems like whatever I get up to today, uh, driving the country or a walk in the garden, or even just sitting here looking at this old table, Marina, <laughs> I have this feeling of bliss. I can't help it. <laughs> the weather is glorious. The birds are singing. All of us live here in peace and harmony with each other. <laughs> what more could one ask for, eh? Oh, thank you, thank you, dear Marina. Mmm, <laughs> mmm, oh, delicious. <laughs> so, Ivan, tell us something. Tell you what? Something interesting, something new. New? Mm. Oh, all right, let's see. Uh, uh, news from the crypt. Well, I'm the same. Worse. Actually, because now I do absolutely nothing, except grumble like an old geezer. Turns out I've got quite a talent for it. My mother, the old magpie, is also the same. Steadfast in her devotion to idiocy, still droning on about the emancipation of women, searching for the dawn of a new world as she lounges on her deathbed. And the professor? The professor? Laughable. The man is literally in his study, writing from morning till night. He never stops scribbling, scribbling, incessantly scribbling. And trust me, no one will ever read it, except my mother. It's pure drivel. I feel sorry for the paper he writes on. I'd read his autobiography first. Desiccated old professor, living on his first wife's estate, because he can't afford to live in town anymore, complains about everything. Gout, rheumatism, gallstones, migraines, hemorrhoids. It'll be a long book. Grudges, envy, petty revenges. Listen as he moans about his misfortunes every waking moment. So they're definitely staying. They've got nowhere else to go. And what makes it worse is that for all his moaning, he's actually the luckiest son of a bitch that ever walked the earth. Poor background. Mediocre mind. He somehow manages to get a university degree and become a goddamn professor, marries the daughter of a senator, for Christ's sake, poor man, let's all rush to his aid, and, to top it off, he's a complete fraud. 25 years he spent lecturing and writing and reading about art, of which he understands absolutely nothing. For 25 years, he's vomited up the chewed-over ideas of other better minds on and on about realism and naturalism and blah, blah, blahism. 25 years he spent spewing out pretentious nonsense, and all he's really accomplished is to keep someone better out of a job. But you watch him. Watch him. He acts like uh, the second coming. Mm. Jealous? Y yes. Of course. Of course I'm jealous. Look at his luck with women. Don Juan never had it so good. My sister, his first wife, a tender, beautiful soul, as pure as the blue sky, who had more admirers than he had students, loved him as only angels are capable of loving. My mother still worships him, hangs on his every syllable, awestruck. And now that vision, Yelena, you saw her just now. She married him when he was already a fossil. She gave him her youth, her beauty, her freedom, her radiance. And for what? Why? Is she faithful? Unfortunately. Why unfortunately? Because it's a lie, that kind of faithfulness. Oh, yeah? To cheat on one's doddering, insufferable husband, to cheat on an old man you can't stand, that's immoral. But to bury yourself alive? Stamp down every natural feeling? Smother your youth, your vitality? <laughs> Please. <laughs> you know I hate it when you talk like that. 
Anyone who betrays their wife or husband cannot be trusted with anything. You know, they, they might even betray their own country. Huh? <laughs> Give me the rest, Waffles. Excuse me. Excuse me. I have a right to speak. I know what I'm talking about. My, my, my wife ran off with another man the day after we were married on account of uh, my acne. And yet, to this day, I've kept my vows. I, I've remained faithful to her, supported her for 30 years, paid for the education of the children she had with another man. <laughs> and am I unhappy? Huh? <laughs> Yes, but I have my pride. And what does she have? Eh? Eh? She, she's old now. Her looks are gone. Her lover is long dead. So eh? Eh? who's laughing now? Eh? You are. Yes. Ha ha. Ha 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 ha. <coughs> Nana, there's people at the back. Could you go and see what they want? I, I can do the tea. Who needs tea? I do, darling. So I came to see your husband. Your message said he was very ill. Rheumatism and something else. He looks fine just now. Yes, last night was bad. He had terrible pain in his legs. But today, nothing. Right. And I rode like a madman for 20 miles to get here. Oh well, it's not the first time. I may as well stay the night then. Wonderful! We don't usually get to keep you for so long. And I bet you haven't eaten. You're right, I haven't. Then have a snack now, and you can have dinner with us later. We eat at seven these days. Ooh, tea's cold. Yes, the temperature of the samovar has fallen considerably. It's fine, Ivan Ivanich. We'll drink it cold. My name is Ilya Ilyich, not Ivan Ivanich. Some people call me Waffles on account of my pockmarked face. I'm the godfather to Sonia, you know. Your husband, the professor, he knows me extremely well. I live here on the estate with you. You might have noticed me having dinner with you every day. Ilya Illich is our dear friend and right-hand man. Let me top you up. <laughs> oh, oh, shoot. What is it? Oh, I forgot to tell Alexander. Oh, my mind. A new article from Pavel Alexeyevich came today. Anything interesting? Very interesting. He's attacking the same ideas he was defending seven years ago. It's a scandal. He'll be in hot water. Mark my words. It's not a scandal. Drink your tea, Mama. Excuse me? Don't tell me what to do. I want to talk. You've been talking and talking for 50 years about the latest article. It's enough. I can't think why my conversation is so unwelcome to you lately. Forgive me, Jean, but you have changed so much this past year, I barely recognize you. You used to be a man of conviction. You used to care about the world, about ideas. You were an inspiration to us all. Uh, an inspiration? <laughs> what a joke. I'm 51 years old, and until last year, I spent my entire existence, like you, with my head in a book, buried alive, like you, in a heap of useless knowledge, trying to convince ourselves that what What's-His-Face thinks of so-and-so's article, or more importantly, what both of them think of the professor's article, has anything to do with anything, has any meaning or value whatsoever. I haven't lived, Mama. It makes me so furious, I can't see straight. I can't sleep at night for the sheer waste of it all. I could have done anything, and now it's too late. Uncle Vanya, you're boring us. Well, 
Don't blame books for your disappointment. You could have got up and done something anytime you liked. Taken your principles and really made something of yourself. Like what? A wind-up scribbling machine like Herr Professor? That would be preferable to napping, drinking, and whining all day and coming to tea with drool on your face. At least Alexander is faithful to his vision of the world. (laughs) Vision in the mirror. Those who can't do, blame. The only reason he gets to do anything is because we do everything. You mean because Sonia does everything. Grandmother, Uncle Vanya, please. Yes, yes, yes. Shush, shush, shush. Nobody say anything, ever. Perfect weather today. Perfect for hanging oneself. keeps wandering off, leaving her chicks. The crows will get them if I don't watch out. Who was it before? Oh, oh yes, I forgot. Someone for the doctor. It's an emergency, they said. There's been an accident. Where? At the factory. Of course. They tracked me down. How annoying. Oh, well. I'm off then. Aw, how disappointing. Well, come back for dinner once you're done there. It'll be too late... I'll have that drink now, Nana, if it's still on offer. Where's my bag? Where could I have... uh... Found it! (laughs) Thanks. In some play by Ostrovsky, there's a man with a big moustache and small abilities. I like your moustache. All right. That's me. Goodbye, all. Listen, uh, you should come visit sometime with Sonia. I've got 80 acres near Sumi. It's not princely, but it has the best gardens and orchards for miles around, if I do say so myself. And the state forest is right next to my property line. It's quite something. The forest manager is not what he used to be, so I do most of the upkeep myself now. Yes, I've heard you like your forest, but doesn't it get in the way of your real work? You're a doctor, after all. Only God knows what our real work is. And you find it interesting? Very much so. Just you in the trees. It's not boring? Boring? It's fascinating. Fascinating. The doctor plants new forests every year. He's won awards for it. And he's saving old forests from destruction as well. Uh, Not to mention all the wildlife. He says that forests inspire a sense of mystery and majesty in people. Majesty of the mosquito. The mystery of the deer poop. It's true. They can even soften the harshness of the climate. That's a fact. And in countries where the climate is gentler, people don't have to struggle as much. And if people don't have to struggle as much, they have time for things like art and science. It's it's all connected. In those places, people aren't just surviving. They can develop themselves. They speak well. They move well. Women are treated with respect. I'm sorry, are we still talking about trees? I don't buy it. I think I'll keep throwing my logs in the fire, thank you very much, even if it slows the march of progress. Why not throw peat on the fire and build your barn from stone? Look, I don't mind cutting down trees when we really need to, of course, but that's different from the wanton destruction that's happening every day in this country. 
Thousands upon thousands of trees falling to the axe. Habitats decimated, the homes of millions of living creatures gone. Rivers drying up, some of the most beautiful landscapes on earth raised into wastelands. Why? I don't know, but I bet you're going to tell us. Because people can't be bothered to bend down and pick up fuel from the ground. Don't you agree? Why needlessly destroy what we cannot create? We have so many gifts, creativity, reason, and yet all we do is pillage and destroy. You can roll your eyes all you want, Ivan. But when I walk past my village forest, which I saved from the axe, or when I hear the whispering leaves of young trees I've planted with these very hands, I get a thrill of satisfaction. I do. I know that even the climate is a little bit under my control, and if people are happier in a thousand years, I would have had something to do with it. However small. Anyway, my time's up. He's a vegetarian, can you tell? Yes, I don't like to kill things. Though I'm not sure if any of it adds up to much, anyway. Goodbye, all. When will we see you again? Don't wait a whole month this time. Well, you did it again. Did what? Fought with everyone. Upset your mother, insulted your friends, and earlier, you started in on Alexander. Not necessary. Well, what can I say? I guess I hate him. Please. He's no different than everyone else. Hate him? He's certainly no worse than you. I wish you could see yourself right now. It's like everything is just a bit too much effort. You're too lazy to live. Lazy and bored. That's how you see me? You know, everyone attacks Alexander and supposedly pities me, you, most of all. Oh dear, poor thing. Her husband's so old. How terrible for her. You know what's behind that compassion? The doctor said it perfectly. Men recklessly destroy the forests until there's nothing left. And they do the same with each other. You can't help yourselves. Uh, I, I don't know. Yes. And soon there'll be nothing left. No loyalty or integrity or self-sacrifice. Why can't you just leave my marriage alone? You have to stir things up and poke and prod. Why? Because there's a demon of destruction lurking in all of you. No one is safe. Not trees, not birds, not women, not each other. What's with all the speeches today? Dr. Astrov has a sensitive, interesting face. Sonia's obviously smitten with him. He's been here three times since we've arrived, and this is the first I've spoken to him. He makes me self-conscious for some reason. I've barely been polite. He probably hates me. Probably. Maybe that's why we're friends, Ivan. We're both so tiresome. Don't look at me like that. How else should I look when I love you? You make me happy. You make me feel alive. I know it's highly unlikely you'll ever feel the same about me. I just want to gaze upon you and listen to your voice. Stop it. Someone will hear you. Please, just let me worship you. It's all I ask. Let me be close to you. Your presence makes everything else bearable. You're torturing me. We'll be right back. I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? 
you're staring at me like I should say something, but I, I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, 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 who's there? Sonia? It's just me. Oh. Lenoshka. Oh, God. I'm in agony. Your blanket's fallen. I'll, I'll shut the door. No, 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 no. I'm, oh, I'm suffocating. I, I was asleep and I I dreamt that my, that my, my left leg it wasn't, it wasn't really mine. And then the, and the pain woke me up. Oh, God, I can't take it. And no, it's not gout. It's rheumatism. What time is it? Twenty past twelve. There's some books I, I, I need you to track down for me. In the house somewhere. Hmm? Books. Poetry books. But you covered. I need... Oh, God. Why can't I breathe? You're exhausted. You haven't slept for two nights. Well, I can't lose momentum. I have to get these ideas down. You're retired. Why do you keep driving yourself like this? I'm not dead. Yet. That's why. Oh, God. I've heard of cases where a goat gets into the heart. Angina pectoris. That's, that's what happened to Kenya. Revolting, no? Old age. <laughs> I even discuss myself. Not just you. Yes, I, 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 I know what you think of me. What you all think of me. You talk like it's our fault you're old. I'm more repulsive to you than I am to anyone else. I'm not blind. I see you. I understand <laughs> all too well. You're young, you're healthy, beautiful. Oh, so beautiful. You want to live, and I'm practically a corpse, right? <laughs> Beginning to stink. It's obscene that I'm still alive. Well, don't worry. It, it won't be long now. I'll, I'll, I'll soon set you free. Stop it, for God's sake. I'm exhausted. Oh, yes, exhausted. Everyone's exhausted. Everyone's bored and wasting youth. Well, I'm having a wonderful time. Why are you torturing me? Uh-oh. I, I torture everyone. <laughs> it's my specialty. Just tell me what you want me to do. What is it that you want me to do? Nothing. Then please stop talking. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> when Ivan <laughs> starts in, or even his uh, you know, batty old mother, everyone's all ears. <laughs> but if I so much as open my my mouth, everyone's miserable. Even the sound of my voice is unbearable, apparently. Yes, I'm, I'm disgusting, narcissistic, 
tyrannical, but haven't I earned the right to be cared for in my old age? To have a little peace, a little compassion at the end of my life? Nobody is disputing your rights. I'm closing the door, it's gonna rain. Nobody is disputing your rights. Put yourself in my place. After a career of absolute dedication to culture, education, writing, teaching, lecturing in the best institutions in Russia, I find myself, God knows why, banished to this mausoleum surrounded by idiots, terrible food, witless conversation. I deserve to be comfortable, Elena. I deserve restaurants and and lifetime achievement awards, not exile. And then to top it all off, people can't forgive you for getting old. Just wait, Alexander. In five or six years, I'll be old too. Papa, you insisted I send for Dr. Ashtrov and then you refused to see him? It's so rude. We bothered him for nothing. He knows as much about medicine as I know about astronomy. Well, I'm sorry we can't get the whole faculty of medicine to come and observe your gout. It's rheumatism. Astrov's an idiot. I won't see him. All right, whatever. I give up. What time is it? 12.30. Uh, I can't breathe. Sonia, Sonia, give me that vial over there. Now. Now! No, no, not this one. What's the point of asking for anything? Please stop acting like a child. It might work with some people, but not me. And I have to be up at five. The mowers are coming to stoop the hay. I think the weather has other plans. Hey, voila. Elena, Sonia, go to bed. I'll take the next shift. No. No. No, don't, don't leave me with him. He'll talk me to death. They need some sleep. It's been two nights now. No, no, that's, that's, that's fine. That's fine. They can go to bed then. But you go too, please. I'm begging you for the, for the sake of our former friendship. Just leave me alone. We'll talk some other time. Former friendship? Former friendship? Uncle Vanya, don't. Please don't leave me with him. He will. He will kill me. What, what a performance. Nana? Great, now everyone's up. It's late, you should be in bed. With the samovar still up? Fat chance. Oh yes, everyone's up, everyone's exhausted. I, on the other hand, am having a wonderful time. What's the matter, lovey? Let's get you to bed. Oh, where does it hurt? I've got aches in my legs too, you know. Don't you lovey me? You've had that trouble for a long time now. Our Sonia's mother used to sit up nights worrying about you. Mm, She loved you so. Yes, she did. Yes, us folks just want a little sympathy, don't we? But no one cares. Hmm. Here, let's get you to bed. I'll bring you a hot water bottle and some tea. 
and then I'll say a prayer for you. Yes? Here we go. Yes, yes, yes. Let's go, Marina. He's worn me out. I'm dead on my feet. He's worn you out. I've worn myself out. This is my third night with no sleep. This house is a nightmare. Your mother loathes everything except her pamphlets and the professor. The professor is impossible. He's frightened of you and suspicious of me. Sonia is snapping at everyone and hasn't spoken to me in two weeks. You hate my husband and sneer at your own mother, and I am ready to jump out of my skin. I almost burst into tears 20 times today. We can't keep going like this. You're on the verge of philosophizing, aren't you? Ivan, you are an educated, cultivated person. Why don't you use your powers for good? It's these kinds of festering resentments and jealousies that are responsible for all the bad behavior in the world. Can't you see that? Why don't you stop nursing grudges and help us all to get along? I I can't even get along with myself. You are so beautiful. Stop it. I'm serious. Soon, the rain will stop. And everything will be refreshed, (laughs) be able to breathe, but not me. I'll stay the same, suffocated, eviscerated by the knowledge that I have wasted my time on this earth. Most of my life is gone already, and it is never coming back. It's like a bad dream. Elena, and I can't wake up. You're right, it is a nightmare. I'm trapped in this bloody nightmare. My past frittered away, and my present is so completely absurd that it stuns me into paralysis. My life. My love. What do I do with them? I, I actually don't know. My feelings are like a, a beam of sunlight pouring into a deep pit, swallowed up, extinguished by the darkness. I honestly have no idea what to say to you when you talk like this. Maybe because there's nothing to say. I'm going to bed. No, wait. Forget about me. My life isn't the only one rotting away in this house. What are you still doing here? Why are you throwing your life away? What are you waiting for? What ridiculous philosophy could possibly be holding you back? You're not religious or something, are you? Wake up before it's too late. Get out while you still can. Run, break free. You're drunk. Mm, Possibly. Yes, that's possible. Where's the doctor? Upstairs, sleeping it off. Yes, that's also possible. Anything's possible. And you've been drinking all day, the two of you. Why? It makes me feel alive. Don't take that away from me. You never used to drink like this, and you never used to talk so much. Not like this. Go to bed. Honestly, it's so... Oh, God, you incredible woman. Stop it. Stop it. Get off. Disgusting.
Well, that went well. Ten years. <sighs> Ten years ago, I first met her. Why didn't I fall in love with her then? Ask her to marry me. She'd be my wife right now. Oh, this very night we'd be sleeping side by side. <laughs> In the same bed. She'd wake from the storm, frightened by the thunder. Jean, Jean. She'd shake me a little. I'd wrap my arms around her and whisper, I'm here. I'm here. Don't be scared, my love. Oh, oh, what a thought. It makes me happy just to think of it. Oh, oh, God. Oh, I am drunk. Why am I so old? Why doesn't she understand this virtuousness, this finger-wagging? It's all so stupid. I used to worship the professor. I worked like a dog for him for 30 years, gladly. Sonia and I wrung every drop out of this place like peasants, haggling over the price of dried peas and cottage cheese, just so we could send him a steady stream of cash. We actually starved ourselves so he could have oysters and champagne three times a week. Why? I was so proud to be related to the great man. I thought his every word vibrated with genius. I did. And now I see the scales have fallen from mine eyes. He will leave behind not a single page of work. No one word of his will be remembered. And that is what I dedicated my life to. This this nothing, this soap bubble, this fart in the wind, this zero. Go and play! Oh, no, 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 no. Everybody's asleep. Play, goddamn you, play! What a downpour. Storm woke me up. What time is it? How the hell should I know? Where's Yelena Andreevna? She just left. Hmm. What a woman. Waffles! Play! Sing! Sing! Yeah, it's not so.
Country, Moscow, Kharkov, from Tool. His gout's better travel than I am. So tell me, is he really ill or just a hypochondriac? He's ill. Then what's wrong with you? Feeling sorry for the professor? Leave me alone. Or are you in love with his wife? She's my friend. Already? What do you mean already? There's only one way a woman becomes a man's friend. It's a three-step process. Acquaintance, lover, friend. That's disgusting. It's a joke. Lighten up, right? I'll stop talking about your girlfriend. But I'm drunk. I get drunk like this once a month. And when I do, I feel like a bloody king. I could take on anything or anyone. I could perform the most delicate, intricate surgery as easily as tying my shoe. And most importantly, I get perspective. I remember that I am a goddamn genius, a world historical figure even, and the rest of you are basically microbes, teeny tiny insects. Now play, Waffles! Play, goddamn you, play! Manya, tell him to play. Come on, Waffles. Come on, play. I need a drink. We all need a drink. Ah, nothing. No cognac left. I know. As soon as it's light, we'll head over to my place. Okay? Okay? I have this ridiculous assistant. A complete moron who never says go, but hi. So we'll... Hi, over to my place, yes? 
Let's get high! Sorry, my ties. Excuse me. Uncle Vanya, are you still drinking? You should be ashamed of yourself, all of you, at your age. What's age got to do with it? It's survival. When real life is too terrible, people need to feed their illusions. Real life? The hay is rotting in the field with all this rain. That's real life. What's wrong with you? You've abandoned the estate completely. I can't do everything myself. It's not fair. I'm worn out. Uncle Vanya, are you crying? What is it? You look so much like your mother just now. Oh, my sister. My poor sister. Where are you now? Oh, God, if she could see me tonight. If she knew... Knew what? Hmm, nothing. Nothing. Good night. Dr. Astrov? Mikhail, are you there? Can I speak with you, please? Mm -hmm. Mm. Yes, I'll be right there. What can I do for you? You can do what you like, if you can stand yourself. But please, don't encourage Uncle Vanya. It's not good for him. I'm serious. All right. We won't drink anymore. I'm heading out anyway, so... Well, it's still raining. You might as well wait until morning. Ah, it's fine. The storm's almost past. I'll catch the end of it. I'm going. And please... Don't call me to see your father again. I tell him he has gout, he tells me it's rheumatism. I tell him to lie down, he sits up. It's night, he wouldn't even speak to me, so. I know. He's spoiled. Can I at least get you something to eat before you go? Sure. Why not? <laughs> Good. I love a midnight snack. Uh, th there should be something in here. Yeah, he, uh, he, he had a real way with the ladies, apparently, when he was younger, and, um, and they spoiled him. Here's some cheese. Mm. I haven't eaten anything today. Just drank. No, not an easy man, your father. Do you mind if I... Look, can I be honest with you? It's just us here. I don't know how you do it. I wouldn't last a month in this house. I'd suffocate. The professor and his prescriptions, Vanya and his misery, your grandmother, and Christ, your stepmother. What about her? I don't know. 
People should be beautiful on the inside as well as out. She's obviously beautiful to look at, but what does she do all day? She has no purpose in life. All she does is swan around and distract us all from what's important. She doesn't lift a finger on the estate. Everything is done for her. Believe me, an idle life is never a pure one for long. <laughs> Maybe that's not fair. Maybe I'm just bitter. Like your uncle, the two of us, a couple of killjoys. But why are you bitter? Aren't you happy with your life? I have nothing against life in general. But this life? No. This backwater? This dull, narrow, straitjacket called country life. I can't stand it. I can't think of one good thing about it. Not one. Well, come on. What about your personal life? Personal life? <laughs> What's that? <laughs> no. No, I've, I've lost my way somehow. You know, if you're traveling through the forest on a moonless night and you catch that faint yellow glimmer in the distance, then you forget how tired you are how cold it is, or how prickly the branches are swatting your face. You're just pushing towards that light, you know? I mean, I work. I work harder than anyone I know. And the branches keep slapping me, but I can't see that light in the distance anymore. I don't know when it went out, but it's gone. And now I'm just groping in the dark. I don't want anything. I don't love anyone. No one? Well, maybe just one person. Your old nanny. She reminds me of old times. But most people, even the peasants I treat, are basically savages. Rancid, violent. And the educated ones around here, well, they smell better. But that's about it. Pretentious, backstabbing idiots, mostly. For all their education, small minds, and even smaller souls. <laughs> they don't know where to put me, so they say he's an oddball. No. A fanatic. Ooh, he doesn't eat meat. He's probably impotent. <laughs> all they care about is gossip and reeling you into their vicious little dramas. Please, don't. What? Drink. Don't drink anymore, please. Why not? It's not like you. You're better than that. You're different. You're like a whole other level of person. And, and you have such a beautiful voice. It, it just doesn't seem right when you... You may not see the light anymore, but you are a light in this world. Out of all the people that I've ever met, you're the best, hands down. You haven't met many people. Don't. <laughs> you're always saying that, that, that we should create things and stop destroying them, so why are you destroying yourself? Don't. Don't do it, please. I'm begging you. Okay. I won't drink anymore. Promise? I promise. Thank you. 
I feel better already. I feel sober even. And I intend to stay that way. You have my word. Although it's probably too late for me, drunk or sober. Uh, what was I saying? Yes, people are terrible and I don't love anyone. But I'm still very aware of beautiful women. God help me. And that stepmother of yours, she could really do a number on me if I let her. But that's not love. That's not even... <laughs> what is it? Nothing. There was a man, a few weeks before Easter, died under the chloroform. It wasn't your fault. Um, Mikhail, um, uh, this, uh, this might be a bit of a weird question, but, um, if, uh, if I had a friend or a younger sister, what would you say, what would, what would you say if you found out they were in love with you? I'd say, run. <laughs> no, I don't know. Probably nothing. I'm too busy for nonsense like that. Look, it's so late. We'll talk the sun up if we're not careful. The rain stopped. I should be on my way. You are good company, miss. Thank you for the tasty snacks and the good advice. I'll go out by the garden. If Vanya catches me, I'll never get away. <laughs> well, what did I expect him to say? <laughs> I still have no idea how he feels, but then why am I so happy? <laughs> I said, you're a light in this world. <laughs> Was that too much? Oh, his voice. Oh, his voice. I can almost feel it in the air. Like it's actually touching my skin. <laughs> and that whole friend or younger sister thing so embarrassing. <laughs> he had no clue what I was talking about. <laughs> oh. It's so terrible not to be pretty, to be homely. That's what I am, I know. I heard the ladies in church say the other day, Poor Sonia, such a good girl and so generous. What a shame about her looks. It stopped raining. Smell that air. Where's the doctor? Gone. Sonia? What? When are you going to stop this? I haven't done anything to you. Stop what? Let's just, let's start over. Let's have a truce. Please. 
Yes. <laughs> of course, yes. I I'm sorry. We'll be friends from now on. Friends? Papa's gone to bed? Uh, no, he's in the study. We're not speaking to each other either. God knows why. What's this? Oh, um, the doctor and I were having a bite. And wine? Let's have some. Let's drink to our friendship. Okay! <laughs> <laughs> Bruderschaft, to seal the deal. <laughs> now we're real friends. Friends. Oh, I've wanted to make up for so long. I just, I didn't know how to. I think I was ashamed. Why are you crying? Oh, I don't know. No reason. Stop it. You'll get me going. I know you think I married your father for money, but it's not true. No, no. It was love. I was starstruck, infatuated. He was famous and brilliant, and he chose me. He was very different ten years ago. It wasn't love. I know that now, but I didn't at the time. I swear, Sonia... And ever since our wedding, you've been accusing me with your eyes. No, please. We're friends now. Forget about it. You should give people the benefit of the doubt, Sonia. Life's too dark otherwise. Can I ask you something? As a friend? Of course. Are you happy? No. I knew it! Tell me honestly, don't you wish you married a younger man? What a question! Of course I do. Ask me something else. Do you like the doctor? I do, very much. I have a stupid look on my face now, don't I? He's gone, but I can still hear his voice, his footsteps. When I look in the reflection in the window, I can see his face. I've never told anyone this. I want to tell you everything. <laughs> oh no, I'm being too loud. Let's go to my room. We can talk there. Am I being ridiculous? <laughs> tell me. <laughs> no, don't. Uh, tell me, tell me something about the doctor. About the doctor? Like what? Oh, isn't he amazing? There's nothing he can't do. He heals the sick. He plants forests. It's true. But it's not just that. He has vision. How many people plant a tree and dream what will happen to it in a thousand years? He worries about the future of humanity, for God's sake. Those kinds of people are rare. We must love them. Of course he drinks. How could he help it? You can't be brilliant and sober. Not in Russia. Yes, it's true. The life he leads. The bitter cold, the, the, the snow, the mud, dragging himself back and forth on our brutal Russian roads, filth everywhere, poverty, disease, coarse, ignorant people. No wonder he drinks, running himself into the ground day after day, all to help others. I wish you every happiness, Sonia. From the bottom of my heart, you deserve it. And me... I don't matter. I have never been anything special. When I studied music, in every relationship I've ever had, I've just never been a person of much importance. I serve no purpose. Oh, Sonia. I really am 
terribly unhappy. I'll never be happy not in this life. Why are you laughing? I'm sorry. I can't help it. I am just so happy. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like playing. Yes, yes, play something. I'll never sleep now. All right, go ask your father. When he's sick, music gets on his nerves. If he says yes, I'll play. I'll play and I'll weep. He said no. That was part one of two of Uncle Vanya by Anton Chekhov, adapted by Lisa Repo-Martel. Laura, as sad as this piece can be at times, what struck me was during the recording was it was just a blast in between takes. Everybody was teasing each other and there was just laughter and it was just such a good feeling in the room. And another thing that struck me was just working with such seasoned actors, it becomes so clear that they have worked their lifetime on their craft. And that becomes evident when they're able to just jump into the moment and jump deep into character, take after take after take so flawlessly. Yeah, I felt like this room that we're in right now, which is where we recorded it, wasn't big enough for the immense performances um, by actors like Tom Rooney, Bahia Watson, Eric Peterson. It's like such a treat to get to see them. I saw the show live uh, at Crow's Theatre, and uh, I just feel so privileged to be able to work with these actors and present this piece. The play really highlights some funny and flawed characters, and Lisa has done a wonderful job of adapting it for a contemporary audience. We will be back next week with the dramatic conclusion to Uncle Vanya. But in the meantime, we have dozens of plays here on Play Me in our archives. And if you feel in the mood for more family drama, we recommend you check out New Magic Valley Funtown by Daniel McIver. Uncle Vanya was written by Anton Chekhov and adapted by Lisa Repo-Martel. The play featured Tom Rooney as Vanya, Bahia Watson as Sonia, Eric Peterson as Alexander, Shannon Taylor as Yelena, Ali Kazmi as Astroff, Anand Rajaram as Telogen, Carolyn Fay as Marina, and Tabora Johnson as Maria. Chris Abraham directed the original theatrical production. It premiered at Crows in 2022 with upcoming productions at Theatre Aquarius and Mervish. This episode's sound design and edit are by Chris Tolley. Thanks for listening. We'd love to know what you think about Play Me. You can connect with us by emailing playme at cbc.ca. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Play Me through Google or Apple Podcasts. 
By subscribing, you can listen to all our past shows and you won't miss a single one of our new episodes. And while you're there, we would love it if you would consider rating and reviewing us. It helps spread the word about our podcast, bringing theatre to a whole new audience. Play Me is produced by Laura Mullen and Chris Tolley in partnership with CBC Podcasts. Our associate producer is Brianne Tice. A special thanks to our CBC team. Anna Ashate is our digital producer, and our executive producer is Cecil Fernandez. The director of CBC Podcasts is Arif Narani, and the executive director is Leslie Merklinger. Play Me is funded by the Canada Council for the Arts and the Ontario Arts Council. Play Me is an Expect Theatre production. For more information about our plays, please visit playmepodcast.com. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.